Family get-togethers at the holidays can spell disaster when some of our relatives have toxic personalities. In this episode, Tara and I share some helpful strategies and perspectives to help us avoid the people-pleasing traps that are so common this time of year. And the self-help tip is to remember that there is no such thing as perfection, that it's blessed to accept things as they are instead of as we wish them to be. And have you signed up for our free Substack newsletter? Each week, you'll receive practical insights and additional takeaways and resources. To join, look for the link in the show notes. Thank you for joining us on Breaking Free from Narcissistic Abuse. I'm Dr. Carrie Kerr McAvoy, a mental health specialist with over 20 years of counseling experience. And I'm Tara Blair Ball, a certified relationship coach. This is a listener-supported podcast. Please consider becoming a supporter of the show for less than a cup of coffee. Around this time of year, we're getting ready for Christmas holidays. One of the things I hear is people having to deal with difficult family members, difficult plans, feeling like there's a no win, that they're going to have to capitulate to such degree that they feel like their own holiday plans and their own family needs are being destroyed or overlooked or certainly stepped on. I've heard stories of like, so-and-so always insists that we come to their house and it has to be this time and we have to stay this long. And then, yep, my in-laws want it to be three o'clock. And how do you do that when we have two kids who are under three years old and hear <laughs> these kind of impossible situations? And the sad thing is, is that it is impossible. If we're into these situations where we're trying to keep everybody happy, we come out on bottom and then it ends up our holiday basically is sort of, we're just thankful it's through and done so we can cross it off for this year. We really didn't experience the joy of the holidays. So I'd love to talk about that. Maybe we can talk about some solutions about it, some things to think about. I have a feeling that's not going to be easy advice because somebody's going to be unhappy and how do you yeah. deal with that piece of it, that we can't please everyone all the time? It's something I started dealing with and struggling with when I was young. And after I got married, after I had kids, it got a little worse. Now, you know, my husband's parents aren't alive. The rest of his family lives out of town. I no longer speak to my immediate family. So holidays are great now. <laughs> but I absolutely remember just that drama. It's just yeah. that's all that it was, was like drama and chaos and feeling like I was bending over backwards and exhausted and nothing was fun. Like I thought yeah. the holidays were about joy and coming together. And really, it just was a lot of stress and drama and feelings of responsibility and obligation and stress. I And that's what I hear a lot from my followers or my clients who are bringing this up, too, is feeling stuck and trapped and really responsible for mm. making nice, which I think a lot of us, that's what we try to do is we want to make nice. We don't want conflict. And mm -hmm. we think if we bend over backwards, pretzel ourselves, whatever, that it'll make it easier. In my experience, no. Really stressed to making it nice or really stressed to making it ideal. Mm. There is another angle that I, I even, I have a story. One of, one of the things that happened to me at Thanksgiving years and years ago was, and this is when a lot of people who are no longer alive in my life were alive. My late husband was around and my dad was around. And I would go to the whole nine yards for Thanksgiving. I would mm -hmm. pull out the china. I would iron the napkins and have cloth napkins. I would make everything. Maybe I might not make the pie crust from scratch, but I would try to make everything else from scratch. And then I would uh, try to split the list with my other family members who were coming, but they didn't enjoy cooking. I was the only one who tried to like cook 
they would just like, can I bring soda? Is it possible <laughs> just to, to bring the crescent rolls and we can pop that thing and put them in the oven? As a result of that, then a lot of the load would fall to me, that I would take mm. on the heavier things. Like I didn't want to store bought and mashed potatoes. I wanted homemade mashed potatoes. So then I would make homemade mashed potatoes. So we're at the dinner and we're eating and it, you know, it's made and everything's there. And my dad, he eats some of the cranberry sauce, which mind you, it's my sister had brought it, which meant it was brought in a can. And he says, this is the best cranberry sauce I've ever had. Oh, God. <laughs> and he says that right in front of me, right next to you. And I was, I couldn't, I normally I don't do anything. I was usually very nice. And I said, yeah, she worked real hard opening that can mm -hmm. and dumping it into that bowl. That's what I said. <laughs> and the whole, the whole table erupted in laughter because of that. But I, I was mad. I was mad because the china was out. The napkins were out. I think I had smoked that turkey. I didn't just put it in the oven. I had smoked in a ceramic, um, you know, one of those big green egg things, one of those ceramic smokers, mm -hmm. gone to the whole nine yards. And the compliment goes to my sister for canned good. Mm -hmm. But I think it drives home that that what's, for me these days, what's most important about the holidays? I'm not going to please everybody. I'm not. I do kind of have a wish of how I would like holidays to go. I would love to see family. I probably won't. I'll be staying here with my sons. Yeah, I wish maybe there was a more of a religious focus and maybe to have more spiritual Christmas music on. That's not where my kids are at. I need to respect that. I don't have the bandwidth to cook the way I used to, but so I'm going to have to make sacrifices. That's really what I'm getting at. I'm going to have to make sacrifices. But it also may mean I have to make sacrifices to how other people feel about the way I celebrate this holiday, that that mm -hmm. I may need to be okay with their unhappiness that is not quite the way they imagined either. And to see that is not my, necessarily my responsibility. I have a slightly different angle for mm -hmm. dealing with this or thinking about this. I I never had good holidays growing up. And all of them were pretty much tainted growing up. You know, I had a narcissistic mother who everything needed to be about her. And she also had high degrees of the family needed to look a certain way. So if we were around her family or going out to dinner or whatever, it, I could expect that there was going to be something awful. Like my mother might kick me under the table or grab my hair and pull it while we're in the car in the parking lot just to make sure I acted right or whatever. Mm -hmm. So there was there was a high degree of violence and abuse that often went on around holidays because I'm having to spend so much time around her. You know what I yeah. mean? So I was always wanting school to start back. <laughs> so that would give me a break from her and get away from her, honestly, and get away from these high, unrealistic expectations. Like, they were extremely unrealistic that, for example, like me and my younger sister were all, were never going to act out. Come on. It, we're yeah. kids. We're going to act out. Right. As an adult, I've had to do a lot to sort of reclaim holidays for myself because I, for a long time, just didn't want to celebrate any of them because they had such a negative feeling for me. And when I got married to my now husband, he's always loved Christmas. Christmas is always like he goes above and beyond for Christmas the first year we celebrated, he set up a tree, ornaments. We're taking the kids to go look at Christmas lights. We're visiting Santa. It's this whole thing for like the whole month of December. It's this special thing. And I really struggled with jealousy mm. that my kids got to have a childhood and holidays that, that I never got. 
And I, I had to, I really had to work on that because I really desired, and maybe this is where my mom's stuff came in too, but I really desired to sabotage it. I really had to work against that of like, it is okay for my children to have this and what a gift that I'm able to give this to them. And then I experienced so much grief of what me as a little girl didn't get to have mm-hmm. that I, I never had something that felt good and, and positive around holidays. And, and that was something I really had to struggle with and, and work through. And I think that's, that's one of my greatest gifts of just recovery from these unhealthy relationships is getting to choose how these holidays are and getting to accept that they're not going to be perfect and that they can be a little bit flawed. But at least I'm getting to spend special time with people that I love and have good relationships with and getting to choose that when I felt like I didn't have a lot of choice ever before. Do you have some advice about how to deal with those losses, to deal with the jealousy? I know that I deal with a lot of jealousy too. I know that I I don't probably don't show it. I mean, I would love to have grandkids and I would love to be in a relationship and I would love to have more of a traditional looking life that's very much on my heart and my desire. I don't know if I'll ever have that. And I'm realizing that life is what I make it. It's not wrong to want these things, but then them and themselves are not the only way to have a good life, the only way to feeling satisfied and content in my life. That it's really what I do in the day-to-day moment that helps me. But it's interesting that you're talking about almost feeling hurt enough that you'd want to sabotage it. So how can someone help turn that into a different direction so that that doesn't happen? Some of us talk about the inner child, which I'm yeah. not totally, I'm not totally into. <laughs> I know. And you don't hear me do it either. I'm not yeah. totally into it either. But I had to, I had to sort of reframe it similarly in that I get to do for my kids what I wish someone had done for me and what a gift it is that I'm able to do that, you know, and how mm-hmm. that, and how that, wow, it's making me emotional. And how that was kind of its own healing thing. Like, I don't have that reaction today. We've had several wonderful Christmases since then. But that first one was really painful and really hard. And I think when I started to reframe it like that of thinking, you know, someone may not have been there for me mm-hmm. growing up, but at least but at least I can be the person that mm-hmm. that should have been there for my kids. Yeah. So they don't have to have the same trauma. They don't have to deal with that going forward. And I still, you know, I too can deal with other kinds of jealousy. Like my youngest daughter, she's no grandparents. My dad, both of my husband's parents have passed away. My parents have never recognized my youngest daughter. They've never met her. They act like she doesn't exist. And it's really sad that my youngest doesn't have anyone to call grandparents and that we are literally all that she has. But I can't make that any different. Yeah, I can't. Yeah. Yeah. No. And my kids don't have a father. It's not that they don't have a dad who's out there and not in their life. You know, at least to me, that's even a father. I mean, it's an absent father. It's a shit father, but it's a father. My sons don't have a father and they don't have grandfather either. So yes, I sit there and I feel those painful things and those losses. And I wish those losses weren't there for my children, but I also realize that, but life isn't perfect. And focusing on what we don't have, that means I'm missing what I do have. And I know I will be spending an amazing 
holiday with my sons that we will get together. And my middle one loves to cook, so he'll probably make a brisket and we'll mm-hmm. have all the trappings around all of that. And, and it will be a fun day watching stuff and talking and having a really great time. Is it the way that I wished? No, but it's really good the way that it is. And that's what I try to lean into that, really lean into that. I think what's also hard, and because this is the other piece that I hear people talk a lot about, it's what I work hard not to let control me. I mean, it, it's I could, it, it does happen, but there are a lot of voices around us of people wanting things in a certain way. And they put a lot of pressure on us to have it be that way for us to fulfill their expectations, maybe for the same reasons, for their losses or for their insecurities. I work real hard not to let that control me. And that that means then I have to do something with their irritation, frustration, or even anger or rage at me for not living up to what they wish I would do, living up to their expectations. What kind of advice do you have for people around that? I think for me, it's it's whenever I give into it, I'm I'm being controlled, and it's really not a gift. If I show up somewhere because I have to, then I'm doing so resentfully, and I don't see that as a blessing, certainly not a blessing for me. And how is doing it because they wanted it, even when just they want your body there, they don't really care that you're angry, they just want the mm. body. Is that really a blessing? So I, I don't let it control me. I just don't. I opt out of it. But I know there's a lot of people who struggle doing that, struggle saying no. The advice I give for anybody around this is just getting more comfortable with boundaries and the fact that not everyone is going to respond to our boundaries in the best way. For example, my ex-husband and I chose early on to not split holidays with our different families because at that time I still had communication with my family and then we had his family as well. Well, it was exhausting having two babies going from his house, his mother's house, to my mother's house in the same day. So we we stopped splitting holidays. We would trade off holidays. And that was not easy in the beginning, especially because I was working against my ex, as well as multiple people who are involved. And I think we ended up later choosing to, we would host So we hosted both families at our house, which became possible because we purchased a bigger home. So that made it a little bit easier because it's my fucking house. I tell you when to leave. (laughs) (laughs) You would actually tell them when to leave? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. So and what was great about it is I would send a list. I was like, here are the items we need. I don't care where you get it from, but please bring these items. Pick which you want. And everybody would know what everybody else was bringing. And that that made things a lot less stressful having that kind of power you know it's my home get out my roles whatever but still there was a lot of pushback from yeah. all of it and having to get comfortable with saying that that just doesn't work for me i'm sorry that just doesn't work for me you know you've that's had the a boundary lot piece. of yeah but you've had a lot of practice because you said you were seen as Tara, the difficult one, or Tara, the antagonistic person, or whatever word they Tara, use. the terrorist. Well, yeah, but you re- <laughs> you referenced it, but you referenced it in the last podcast we just taped, yeah. which probably is not going to be in this order. But you got okay with people not liking you, or okay with people finding you challenging. A lot of people struggle with that. That's hard. Yeah. It, it it feels like a violation of 
who they want to be and who they feel themselves to be. And then they end up giving in and, and being really, really upset. I wish, you know, I'm thinking, what kind of advice can we give to them? And my advice is not easy. And I think yours is probably maybe in the same vein. And that is we have to give up on that. We have to be okay with not everybody liking us. We have to be okay with disappointing people because at the end of the day, somebody's going to get disappointed. That's the reality. It will either be you, your family, or somebody else, but somebody's going to be disappointed unless you get really lucky. I would rather have it be somebody else than have it to be me. Maybe that sounds yeah. selfish, but do you see any other way through this when it's really there's going to be a, a lose, a losing situation? I think. Coming back to the self, I heard years ago that expectations are premeditated resentments. Ooh, say that again. That's that's so good. You gotta you gotta step back and say that again. Expectations are premeditated resentments. So some of what we can control is our own expectations of how people are gonna react or respond, how things are gonna go. And I think that can be a way to sort of go into a holiday or a time when things are going to be stressful, people are going to have differing opinions, differing holds on you, whatever, to maybe just approach it a little differently of you not having expectations at all, just sort mm -hmm. of going in and letting it be however it can be. And that at least you can control how you are reacting and feeling about it. So you yeah. aren't disappointed, resentful, angry, because you didn't have the expectations to begin with. And right. then if something goes well, you're surprised. And if something goes poorly, kind of what you're you expected. Like, oh, well. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, well, I didn't have any expectations. <laughs> right. 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 So my husband says a lot, expect the worst, prepare for the best. And I think mm -hmm. for a lot of us who have been in really toxic, unhealthy situations, we're so used to the bad that that's what we can expect. And that when good happens, yeah. we're actually really surprised. And yeah. I think that's another way to see it, too. But at least we can control our own expectations and not be putting that onto the situation and ourselves and how things need to look and being not okay with that. Yeah, I think that's so critical. It really is. That's a great suggestion just to really control our expectations and really set realistic goals, you know, and pay attention to your needs, pace yourself, pace your family. And we don't have to please everybody. It's not our job to keep everybody else happy. It's really their upsetness with you not coming through for them the way that they want. That's really their problem with themselves. It's really not about you. It's their problems with themselves. And that that's something that you don't have any control of because you can do everything that they ask you to do and they still won't be happy. You'll still yeah. lose. I was thinking about yours with the canned cranberries too. <laughs> Why are you doing something? And where are you getting your validation and approval from? Were you making the homemade mashed potatoes because that's what you wanted and because that's what you enjoy making? Or were you doing it because you're wanting or expecting something in return, like approval, a compliment, flattery? And maybe that'd be a place to sort of mitigate or stop some issues. Choosing not to do something because you know the only reason you're doing it is for that validation or approval. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because you may not way, get it, and that's shitty. I'm not that big. Exactly. I'm not that big of fans of mashed potatoes, so it certainly wasn't for me. <laughs> I wasn't doing it for me. So, yeah, exactly. But stopping and assessing that, that's a really great way to figure that out so that we don't do those things for the wrong reasons and yeah. don't exhaust ourselves for the wrong reasons. 
I don't need to be any more resentful than I probably am. You too, probably. It's like I can exactly. I can do that myself just easily. I know. <laughs> like, me too. Me too. <laughs> Holidays can be difficult alone as they are. They don't need to be more complicated. Yeah. Today's self-help tip is realize nothing goes perfectly <laughs> and address our wish for this so we can accept that things are just going to be perfectly imperfect. They're going to be flawed. They're not going to go according to whatever magical plan that we have. But when we let go of those restrictions or those really high expectations, it can allow us to be more okay with how things just end up happening, which could be perfect in their own way. But if we have our own sort of expectations that we're putting on it in advance, we may ruin it or not even be able to see it or enjoy that. Even the, the idea of what is perfect, really mm -hmm. what, I mean, the asking yourself, what is perfect? Does it mean no fights, no conflict, or having everything come off without a hitch? Is it having everything taste perfectly? But to focus on what's essential in a holiday, yeah. what do we really want to get out of this experience? And for me, I know going into it, I want a good community experience. I want to feel like I, the family's having fun, just hanging out together. I, I stop and ask myself in these moments, like, just who's in this room and being grateful for the fact that these people are in this room in this space because it may never come back this way exactly like this. So absorbing it and soaking it in, that's what I try to do is just focus on soaking it in instead of looking for some ideal experience. I do the same thing. It's just that joy piece, you know, mm -hmm. that there's a lot of joy in having some good, healthy, safe relationships, even if those relationships aren't quite the way we would want them to be. Like holidays I spend with just my husband and our children. And sometimes I don't even have all of our children because I share custody with their dad, you know, so trying to make the best of, of what I do have when I have it. Like this Halloween, I'll have all my kids and that's going to be super fun. It's really great going around the neighborhood and trick-or-treating. But Thanksgiving, I won't have two of them. They'll be with their dad. And so it'll just be my husband, me, and our littlest and our oldest. And that's not what I would love, not that I would wish, but it's what I have to accept right. for what it is and making the best of what it is. Yeah, and it is. And by you doing that, then you do make it. You It becomes the best of what it is by yeah. just that shift of focus. Thank you for joining us today. Have a question or comment? Email us at hello at breakingfreewithcarrieandtara.com. If this episode has been helpful, consider becoming a supporter. And if you haven't yet, make sure to follow us at Breaking Free from Narc Abuse on Instagram, YouTube, and Facebook. We'll see you back here next time.